Welcome to Gensoki Radio Live number 124 this evening. Is Lunar here along with one DMJ 654? How it goes? Oh, it goes well. <clears throat> yeah, just uh, chilling. I, I need I need a chill night. This, <laughs> this has to this has to be something that's not chaotic. Something that's not you know continuing to fill up my busy week with stuff. I just need a, a chill evening. You, do you think we can do that? Do you think we can accomplish this this task? Uh, I woke up. And I looked at the document and I thought it said you needed chili, so I don't know. Well, that too. I mean, look, <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty. You make too much food whenever you make chili. Wait, 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 you've made chili before. You've made chili at a convention before. I've probably Ooh. had your chili before. Think about it. What's funny is, I was thinking to myself the other day. Yeah. That, and, I, and I literally was like saying this. To myself, I was like, "Lunar, uh, I, I, Lunar needs to just have a chill day. Like, I need to go to to the to the studio, and I just need to just pull the main breaker off, and just pull you out, and just be like, yo, the hey, main breaker, bro, you just need to relax. You just need to chill. Don't do anything. Don't look at a monitor. I'm just." Just I kinda, I kinda, go to an amusement park and just ride a roller coaster. I kind of need like to. But I, but I kind of need to look at monitors to do this show. How am I going to do it if I can't uh, see what I'm doing? Um, you, you want the big red button? I've I've made it possible so that you can in fact use the big red button. Well, there's that, but yeah. I was more talking. I was more talking about just like after the show, just like literally, like take two full days and just ch- just chill just literally just sit in a corner and read a book <laughs> yeah two straight days you're right because i was like man you chuckle so much uh Ugh. i mean i try not to but it just kind of happens here's the thing with this week in pr- well not just this week this month in particular uh this this month has been Unique because I'm in between semesters, right? Like around December 20th, the last final was done and fall semester was done. All right. Then you have obviously the holidays and then you have J term. And like that, I think, is wrapping up this week or something. So next week, spring semester starts. So I've had like a month, basically. It's the 21st today. I've had a month to be here and just do stuff related to the station that otherwise sort of naturally fits in between all the other work that I have to do that isn't station related. Mm-hmm. So it's it's my time to just get stuff done and I usually try to get too much done, which is going to sound really weird when I say that yeah, um I wanted to do app development stuff and like actually get development started this month that was a Mm -hmm. big thing that i was like gonna actually work on um yeah no that the the code base for it hasn't actually been started yet i think there's a project started on one of the repository websites out there that's about as far as i've gotten because there's been other stuff that i have had to do to to work with one of the big things that we've been working with uh 
a couple of different artists, a couple of different circles, so actually a few different circles, but uh, you will know that fairly recently, really, I mean, we've already mentioned this, but we had uh, an album go out on our store from Yumi Sakata. We actually produce that album for them. The physical copies are something that we make, um, and we are also uh, still wrapping up a fairly large order of over 150 physical albums uh, for a group. And so I've my goal is to basically do this show tonight and then be like as soon as it's off the air and everything's back to normal, I'm gonna just be setting up my printer and working with finishing up the labels, uh, packaging everything, getting it so that I can stuff I can I can ship it all like tomorrow morning or afternoon that's that's my goal is to be able to do that so yeah it's a it's a thing we just it's gonna be it's gonna be a ride it's gonna be a ride so see i've been my see the thing is around here it's been a mad dash to get the studios yeah like how's that been going for you we're actually settled in somewhat. Okay. There's still some like little things we need to go do. Uh, just like a bu- now, now we're in a position where we can do a couple really big expenditures around here. Mm. And by big expenditures, it's like necessities. <laughs> and it's like I got told <laughs> this is a funny story. So the other day, I had to go get an oil change. Mm-hmm. And the previous time I went into the same place to go get an oil change, there's a guy that works behind the counter and he's he looks at he comes back in after, while we were working while he was working on the car. He's like, Hey, I noticed that your uh, air filter hasn't been changed and I noticed that your tires are really bad. Hmm. Like, I don't think it's okay for you to drive on these tires. And sure. I'm like, Okay, well, I can do the air filter myself and and then I will be able to go and I'll I'll work on the tires because I can go get those through employee discount. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go do labor stuff. And then we got the new studio. So that all got put off. And while we're in the middle of the, the studio stuff, another oil change had to come up. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go get my oil changed and I'm going to just wait for that. And this was literally like a week after we got the, got the new studio. Okay. Sweet. Get to the place. Yeah. Get to the place. The guy behind the counter looks over at the car and he's like, "All right, we'll go. We'll change your oil." So he walks. So takes my car in. We had to sit there and wait this time because I didn't have any way to, you know, drop the car off, have somebody pick me up, take me back, and then wait for it to be ready. So we had to sit there for a bit. So I'm playing my Steam Deck, and he comes walking out and he's like, "Okay, I want to let you know." No, I told you about this. You needed to change the air filter. We're going to do that for you. It's only going to be $20. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, we're going to have a talk when we get back. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 okay. So was it, he was it walks that back. bad or like what? <laughs> he walks back. We go to pay and he goes, now I told you about those tires. Uh huh. And. I know you understand that we have the right to refuse service to anyone. So if you come back asking for an oil change and those tires aren't changed, I am going to kick you out. (laughs) I'm like, dang. All right, I'll go get the tires changed. Dang. Because 
So the tires are that bad. I have to go pay tires, and I did a little research. It's going to be around eight hundred dollars for all four tires. You got called out. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> wow. I, I was sat there like that was like I sat there like I'm being shamed by a guy that I don't know, but probably has more knowledge than me in this situation. Yeah. And then the second big thing that we have to we're going to be getting is we've got a free dryer for Christmas, but now we need a washer. Oh, so okay. How do you we're get the free dryer? A washer. Uh, my let's just say that I know my my family knows people who who are in the moving business who people have things they don't want and huh? they're just like hey can you we'll pay you to get rid of this dryer wow dryer was fine okay fair enough so i got a dryer yeah neat so i have a dryer i just need to go get a washer and luckily that changes the the price tag from my washer dryer being somewhere between the 1200 to 1500 dollar range it's now only like 600 bucks hmm. so well, what do you know? Once we once we get that, like we're basically settled in. Like we don't have to leave to go do laundry or anything. So, yeah. See, that's the one thing I really wanted at my old apartment. They had like, I mean, I just what I ended up doing is just traveling forty minutes east back to my parents' house and using their washer and dryer. But that also mm-hmm. gave me an excuse to like go visit them every now and then. Also, they had like mm-hmm. they had three dogs at the time, and I liked visiting with them too. So like, it wasn't all bad. But it's just one of those things where, like, if you don't feel like doing it, but you know you have to, that's when it just kind of sucks. Well, and it also does this thing where now, once you have your own washer and dryer, it's like you don't put off laundry until the pile is so long that you're now spending an entire day doing laundry. Where it's like you could just throw it all in the washer, uh, like, as soon as you're just like, I just want to wear that shirt. And just wash it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's where I'm like, yeah, the only problem is, uh, oh, and the other thing that we are getting ready for is the, uh, of course, the upcoming trip. Oh, yeah. Well, so which how, how are you preparing for that? Like, oh, OK, actually, I am actually pretty, but, pretty much prepared <laughs> other than plane tickets. I need to get those. But OK, uh, if, you, if you want to talk more about it after we get through this, uh, this break here, that, that'd be a good thing if you want to do that. All right, cool. Yep, we can totally do that. Uh, We've got some new music coming up here from, uh, well, the the two big names that I have here, Iron Attack and then uh, Art Refact. It's something that DMJ handed over uh, not too long ago. So we'll get into uh, some of that and then we'll be back right here on Genso Security Live number 124.
Soki Radio Live number 124 this evening. Um, some folks briefly reported a, a region outage. Um, things should be back to normal at this point in time. Uh, man, on that front, you know, it, I've said this before, but regions are supposed to automatically fall back, and for some reason it hasn't been. I don't, I don't want to talk too much about the technicalities of that, but um, mm-hmm. that is something I need to get figured out anyway should be back up let me know if there are any issues uh but returning to the topic at hand though where we left off as kind of like you know some of your uh plans or ways that you're preparing for our trip in april what's uh, what's been going on there i think that's kind of where we left off well what i'm actually doing over here is getting the steam deck together because uh-huh. uh if you uh remember typically when we go on these trips i we typically bring your your setup and we bring a setup uh as a backup just in case we need a playlist or you know you know how i am during the boston trip i'm always there as soon as the arcade is open i'm setting up Mm -hmm. um but this time around uh i'm not bringing my laptop 
because the old laptop has been officially retired uh. and the Steam Deck has officially replaced it uh, as my day to day. So, uh, so what, one you're of saying, the thing, what, are, what you're saying is I better have a laptop that can run our show when we're there. Well, that's actually something I could do with the Steam Deck, technically. Hmm. I would have to figure out, because our station stuff doesn't use Windows proprietary software, typically, to to run on the back end. It requires Windows to run it, but typically you can just... I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. As far as, like, the servers that people connect to, they're not Windows. But the scheduler that we use is a Windows program. So you need Windows to run that. Or, alternatively, you can just use whatever you have, I guess. Because music's music, ultimately, and then we're there to do mixing in real time. It's just that the scheduler is really nice to work with. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was more talking about like because you you've set it up so that we could like remote in or something like that. Or uh, in the case of the Steam Deck, the way that I'm setting it up, I'm more setting it up for like the booth, the booth space, um, so that you can run something on your laptop and then we can have something set up that faces out towards uh, the crowd essentially. Because I am also bringing, um, and this is this is something that. Uh, I actually wanted to talk to you kind of off air, but it doesn't really matter. Um, a little closer. I don't know. I just actually heard that on uh, the the live thing. I just heard myself just go all the way up and then come all the way down. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. Well, so here's the, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, the compressor isn't hooked up for you, so you need to be consistent. Ah, That's why I said gotcha. that. Yeah. We're, so, we're, we're working on it. So, so we're doing this live. That's how this goes, right? We say this <laughs> like half the time. Okay. Yeah. But um, I'm actually bringing a second monitor, um, and oh. I was going to ask you if your monitor, if your laptop has a uh, HDMI port in it. Um, it should, uh, yeah. And my I de- my Steam Deck does, and I was thinking like, well, we could also make like a quick, you know, how when you go to like, um, not really like anime conventions but more like trade shows and trade conventions mm-hmm. like an rvm boat show or uh something like that um where there are booths that have like t at least back in the old days tvs that would play tapes mm-hmm. well, that would be like, yeah or whatever like uh, you know they, they have um like displays or kiosks or they're called a number of things but basically just a thing it's a visual thing right mostly yeah it's, and i mean we could totally do that you can throw together like a quick little slideshow presentation that will just play throughout the day and we can throw it up on the other monitor and have it faced out because i don't you it, it's not like with the steam deck it's like a pc so i can mm-hmm. just set it up so that the steam deck facing me is one thing and the other monitor is a second monitor and mm-hmm. you can do the same thing on your laptop yeah so we could do that um there are i've got a list I don't know. I get, we can dive into this list now because we're talking about it. But man, I have spent some time just taking stock of what we have now, like what we have available to us right now, and uh, some of the things that we might want to get ahead of time. You know, mm-hmm. what like just breaking it down by category, breaking it down by the gear that we have, what we might want or need to just improve either our experience or the quality of what we're doing when we're there 
So I'm, I'm talking, I, I, I took stock of pretty much everything. Microphones, headphones, mixer, DAC, compressor, splitter, signage, projection, surfaces, computer, speakers, cases, lighting, power, and cables are all part of this list. And those are just the categories. Those aren't indicative of the actual equipment that we have. So like, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and you got to remember, there are some stuff that I have that we could take too. Like, remember, I have the three Behringer mics still. Yeah, like, we'll see. We need bonus mics. We got them. I got stands. I got multiple stands. See, we could do that. I mean, I've got that as well. That's not really a problem. Um, your your two points of logistics are number one, figuring out exactly what we want to do with the space, mm-hmm. which will then indicate uh, or dictate like what we either want or need for the space. So, uh, you know. At face value, what do we want to do when we're there? We want to meet with people. We want to say hi, chat. We want to also play some music, you know, do the live music thing uh, and also be broadcasting live while we're there uh, because we're still a radio station. It's basically just going to be uh, two days or yeah, two days in a row, basically, where we're doing a sort of Gensoki radio live, quote unquote, not like these programs, but just on location. It's almost like that's what that would be called, is Gensoki Radio on location. I I don't know. But that, that's beside the point. So we're there. We've got a 10 by 10 space. We've got a table that they'll give us, a couple of chairs. Like, what do, what do we need? Well, I was thinking, okay, so we got tables, we got chairs, we got stuff that we know we're going to have when we get there at bare, bare minimum. But what I was thinking was something that we could... Uh, what we might what we will need is definitely we need to make sure we can guarantee power and i know we can but we need to make sure but what i mean by guarantee power is okay if the convention's providing power do we have a long enough extension cable okay so i've that was one of the first questions i asked and they're apparently going to position us next to a place where there will be access to power uh in terms of so i'm what i'm assuming is that i'm just going to get like a single plug-in and we're going to have to split it split it out somehow so here are the things i've thought about right we have a mixer whichever one we bring either the new one that i'm using tonight uh this is new hardware that we're using by the way um or we can use what we had before but there's there are multiple reasons why I got this in the first place one of them being that we can record separately from the computer you know whichever we're using for doing our event on location um and not have to worry so much about you know is that something that's still running is it having any issues or whatever the case is um so yeah just sort of peace of mind in one way but mm-hmm. When we're there, you know, uh, we need access to power. Like, we're going to have to power the laptop. We're going to have to power the mixer, however that's done. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to have to make sure that our microphones, um, if they need phantom power, that we have something that can provide that. Um, So I've thought about multiple things. Um, And of course, like, if you're going to bring your Steam Deck or if we have any additional lighting for the space, like, you know, again, kind of thinking... You know, do we do we want lighting? Do we want signage? Do we want to illuminate anything? Like, you know, it, it's uh, definitely signage. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's more of like a need there. Uh, but what I was also thinking was, you know, okay, because I remember when we initially talked about this, you, we were talking about those those like you go to a state fair and there's an on location radio station and you can actually hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, like a speaker. Yeah. Like maybe not like like I don't know what the the like a big giant speaker like you can like, have you seen those big ones that they have like at like the big box stores huge ones they're about the like the size of like a like a old tv yeah so now, yeah you're you're thinking of and i was actually researching this last night but you're probably thinking of loudspeakers yeah which we, was, which here's here's the thing here's the thing that we need to balance it's not a huge space it's a 10 by 10 booth mm -hmm. we're outdoors so, but like, we're also going to be next to other people and we don't want to annoy people. So like mm -hmm. some atmosphere, yes, that is probably good, but we don't need like a giant 500 watt speaker or two. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, have you seen those ones where they're more consumer friendly? Like they have like Bluetooth so you can connect your phone. Okay. So that's another and, problem, right? Because yeah. Bluetooth introduces latency and working with that in real time is going to be extremely annoying. Have you ever tried recording your voice while like monitoring your voice, but it, it's like mm -hmm. 50 or hundred milliseconds behind? Yes, and I'm currently it's, dealing with that now, it's listening awful. through the station. Yeah, but I'm but I'm more talking about like there's one that I actually have sitting around, and it's at my parents' place. Uh, maybe when uh, we go there to get my tires filled, uh, I will I guess get a picture and send it to you. It actually has like it's a consumer. It's about it's really small. It's about. Uh, uh, Oh, perfect. Okay, you actually have the same lamp I do. Oh, do I? Uh, in the room, yeah. So if you look at the lamp, uh, you know how the top of the lamp has like a, it's like a, like that cover? Mm -hmm. It's about the size of the cover. And it has, you know, Bluetooth, an aux, uh, yeah. a aux uh, okay. port, all that stuff. It's mm -hmm. small-ish. Okay. Yeah. You could take it on a plane in a separate bag. Uh, yeah. uh, but it it travels and it's it's not like a like 400 amp speaker or whatever it's just like hey this is a speaker you bring to a tailgate and you just play your music while cooking yeah, burgers while I, watching the game i think we have different expectations about what this is going to be like <laughs> uh, there, there's some there's some disparity here so number one i need to ship this stuff i'm not going to have <laughs> any carry-ons like i'm going to have a backpack that's it i'm traveling light oh. So, and I'm doing that because I know that I have a bunch of stuff to bring, so I'm going to have a bunch of stuff to ship anyway. Mm -hmm. So I may as well just do it that way and not have to deal with dragging it, you know, from where I am to San Francisco and then from San Francisco again to LAX. Because you got to remember, I'm not, I'm not flying straight to Los Angeles. Oh yeah, that's right. You're not. So oh. that's why I'm traveling light because I just want to make that whole process as simple as I can. Yeah, that's what that's where I'm at right now too. I'm trying to like the reason why the Steam Deck is like coming with me is because it's so easy. Like, I I did an experiment yesterday at work, and uh, this is this is kind of crazy. But while we were on break, I literally sat down, put my put I did the I put the Steam Deck up. I had my Steam Deck dock. I had my monitor. Like I brought my like like a gaming monitor. Sat down at my station while we were on break and just played Mario Kart with people, huh. and it didn't take up the same amount of space as a laptop would in my backpack. Okay, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, so, interesting. so that it kind of it cuts down a lot. Like, yeah, it's a I have to carry more individual items, but the overall uh, footprint is much smaller than a laptop. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, that's a, it's a different way of thinking about it, but also pretty neat that you've kind of got that figured out, it sounds like. Yeah, and um, some other things I'm kind of doing while getting ready for the... Uh, getting ready for the uh, trip is like I'm trying to um, do a little research into the people that are going mm-hmm. like the people that um, Mikutan announces and stuff like that yeah. because I'm like we're going to meet these people we're going to be interacting with a lot of these people I, we, we might know them in passing sure like we'll we'll know we'll know the name but not the person and Man, I'm trying Toho to road show who, who in the world are those guys I don't even Oh yeah, who's who are these? Who are these mysterious road show? They didn't even spell show right. <laughs> yeah, man, like all the nerve. Yeah, I, know. I hope they bring chili. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, and just like you know, I'm thinking about you know preparing for because we we know that we're probably going to be outside, so I'm like yeah, and that's the <sighs> that's that makes this unique. Like mm-hmm. you know, think about it. I mean, like it's unique, but also kind of not really. Because think about this, right? A lot of convention booth spaces are in large rooms with high ceilings anyway. Mm-hmm. So the the only thing is, like, you've got the elements potentially to contend with. And cars. <laughs> cars? Oh, yeah, because I'm, like, imagine Because you got to remember, I'm from where, where we are. It's not super, like... It's not super urban like L.A. <laughs> so mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm thinking, like... There, it's going to be loud with all the cars. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, they've got. It's a, one of the reasons why they chose that location is because it's got like, it's got like a like a fairly spacious garden area. Um, they're Ooh. like the space that I I think the space that they're using for the booths and the artist tables and things is sort of this outdoor plaza space. It's a very large space. There's a lot of space out there. It's probably the number mm-hmm. one reason why they picked it. It's because like, okay, we just want to provide space. It was also probably, I, I don't know, but it might have been, you know, fairly inexpensive or, uh, expensive or something. I don't know. But my point is, it's a um, different sort of exercise to think about that aspect of it in addition to everything else that we had to do. Alright, so let me break it down. I'm just going to try to simplify it a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... I want to ship like maybe two to three boxes, so you know, like, figure out exactly what stuff we need. Uh, and also, I I think I announced this, like, a, within the last week or two, but uh, in terms of, you know, if we're going to bring any, like, t-shirts or buttons or stickers, or, like, anything to sell... Um, I mean, especially on the music side, we are mm-hmm. not going to sell anything. Uh, I, I just I talked to some folks um, earlier this month, and we basically said, yeah, it's just too much of a bother to try to get a bunch of stuff halfway across the country to do that. Uh, especially, mm-hmm. especially when there's, there's, I mean, it's you always kind of fear this like sunk cost thing where it doesn't you, mm-hmm. you don't get return on it and it's just it's too much of a risk so all that said if you want a shirt or a, a mug or a uh, you know any of the music that we have up on our store just get it from the store which by the way mm-hmm. we have a 10% off coupon for right now um, I haven't mentioned this yet but about a week ago or within the last week here we did um, yeah I, I guess it was almost a week ago, it was last Sunday, uh, we did the Top 100 uh, Toho Songs of 2022, as rated by our listeners on Gensoki Radio. 
So you know, yeah. Ooh, I had an idea. The uh, I, I just want to mention that that code, by the way, is top twenty twenty two. That's T O P two zero two two. Ten percent off. We need to talk bas- about that. Basically as well. everything, uh, most things in the store. So yeah. Yeah. So, but here's a here's a thought I just had. Mm-hmm. Literally just now while you're spoke about while you're speaking, mm-hmm. we what we should do because we were talking about signage is maybe we should have like a. Uh, like a, just like a, you know those acrylic sign placards that just you could just throw up, um, like anywhere. Like you can you see them sometimes at like restaurants where they have like the bonus menu. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I brought one of those with to Boston once, I think. And I was thinking, like, what we should do is print off like all the albums at the time that we are currently have on the store a QR code link. Okay. For a QR card for that so, store and the like a link, so, so while, people can just. While I would love to do that, we cannot. We can't. Because it's considered advertising at the, your advertising sales uh, at that point, and gotcha. you have to contend like the the space's purpose is called into question. Then, uh, that gotcha. ten by ten space is primarily there for us to be able to meet with people, to do our show thing, and yeah, obviously to encourage people to listen to our radio station, because we are a radio station, it's what we do, we pay a bunch of attention to the music stuff, if people have any questions, we're a good resource for that kind of thing, multiple different reasons. It just so happens that through our station, we can say, hey, we also have music out here, but while we're there, we can't really actively encourage people to, to go to the store. We can't have QR codes. We can we can use things as like displays. Like we can like I've got some mm-hmm. shirt samples that I can bring along, but we can't sell any of it. Gotcha. That that is a that is a no go, unfortunately. Gotcha. So and I, I know a lot of other people are like excited to go there and have booths that have actual Toho merchandise and stuff because that I mean let's be honest, it's kinda hard to find sometimes. Um but you also have to remember that, like, DMJ is almost entirely across the country. I'm about halfway across the country. Um, I mean, Zara's also really far away, and Nano's the closest person um, on the West Coast, but he doesn't have any of our physical stop, uh, like stuff, so it, uh-huh. it doesn't make any sense for us to go through all that trouble. Um, that's why we have a website, and just go visit that and check out what we've got. <laughs> that's really all I can tell you, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I was just like thinking to myself all these things. Plus, there's other things like I've never been to LA before, so I'm trying to think of like all the things like okay, what what do I need to bring? And then there's also the whole I don't know if you've been watching the 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 social media sphere about you know the whole thing about airlines deliberately losing your luggage. Basically, mm, no, I haven't haven't heard about that. Okay, That's... yeah, you need to you need to go do a lot of research because there's I, I don't want to bring it up. It's a whole can of worms. And I don't want to get deep into it mm. on, on the on the show. But basically, okay. like people are people are putting air tag like hiding air tags that can't be cut off in the uh, airport in their luggage. They would ship them out and then they would track them, and people are like finding them at like apartment complexes. And they're telling like airlines, like, "Hey, you guys, like, hey, I didn't get my luggage." And they're like, "Well, you, it's it's currently uh, accidentally thrown on a flight that's like 
on its way here. We'll ship it back. And he goes, no, no, no. It's in an apartment complex, like down the street from the airport. Okay. And it's and it's like not like reported stolen. They're literally saying no, that's not the case. That can't. That's not true. They would show them the proof, and then there's a whole investigation. Yeah, there's a whole thing about it. Dang. So, so like I'm preparing for like that eventuality. Like I'm trying to think. Okay, everything that's like important needs to go into this bag, and everything that is I'm willing to you know be without for a while. It's going in this bag. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna plan to not have to deal with any of that. So, yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna have my backpack. It's gonna have basically the like the shoes and the attire that I need for the wedding that I'm going to, uh, mm-hmm. and then like a change of clothes for when I'm there or like the day that I arrive or whatever for opening ceremonies and anything else beyond that. Like I'll probably just throw a couple extra something you know like outfits or whatever in like just ship it over it's gonna feel weird doing that but i don't i really don't want to deal with uh with bringing an extra bag of luggage through the airport um so are you gonna bring like your own lampshade this time are you gonna you're gonna bring a lampshade so you can be lunar lamp um you know (laughs) lunar lamp (laughs) you know i if i were to cosplay as lunar lamp i uh I don't think I'd want to tell people about it. I think I just want to show up one day and uh, be the lamp, you know? Just be the lamp. Yeah. I am lamp. And then I'm also trying to look up, like, what we. This is a good, funny thing is I need to find, like, a place that does good organic, like, granola. <laughs> just just find are it you, so I can be sitting at the booth just eating are you, are you, granola. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you yeah you can you, you can, laugh you, you laugh you, you should see how many bags want. of granola but like yeah uh do it your own risk it's all i gotta say <laughs> we do know how this goes i do know how this goes uh, it, as long as i avoid nature valley i should be fine mm, okay is that but, is that really is that really the uh the difference between you know uh concrete mixer and uh n- not just just regular fiber that your bit. body can actually process. Uh, well, it's more of like how much I consume. Well, I mean, so obviously as long as I get a problem. bag, it's, as long as uh, I get a bag. Nobody so said that. Nobody said that at, at eating Nature Valley granola bars, drinking Gatorade and Mountain Dew, all at the same time and in copious quantities, was ever a good idea. But you did get that that um, response from Nature Valley that they did they did tweet back at you. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go listen it's to. Gonna be a f- yeah, it's a uh, stage five episode two. Was that three? Three. Yeah, it's like two. It was three. It was three. Now that yeah. I'm thinking about it, yeah, it was three. Because there was two more before that. Because it was just two episodes of Sean eating spicy soup, and then you wanted to get on and get in on it at some point. I actually don't remember what the order is. Um, I'm doing a call out to an episode that's actually not currently available. It's not the best thing. It'll. I mean, if you're listening to this after the it was broadcast i suppose it could be up there but yeah yeah but yeah th- i feel like we're 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 getting close to to the event and i'm getting really excited i'm like i'm thinking to myself man this is going to be this is going to be like one like either the the event that will that will like i don't know i don't know how to describe it but it's like after not going to a con for so long and finally going to one, mm-hmm. like it's kind of hard for me to kind of 
like get back into that vibe again and i want to feel that vibe again because i want to see us keep like rolling yeah because like i hear ya. i love i love the conventions they seen yeah well uh we'll we'll see how it goes well and i'm hoping and i'm doing a little bit of a recon there is me uh, I'm, I'm thinking there's a, there's another con in the area that is not toho related at all okay. that i'm i'm kind of scoping up but it's in la and okay. it's not at the same time it's later in the year uh, -huh. uh but uh as a star citizen fan of course there's citizen there's citizen con mm -hmm. that's going to happen in la and it's this one might be big i don't know they typically don't announce like that that citizen cons happening at the beginning of the year typically they announce it like pretty much right before it happens hmm. uh but they in they they came out early saying like oh we're happening it here's the location and we're gonna be ready for it they're already prepping stuff for it it's like is this is this it is this is like we're all sitting here like like um that office meme where Michael's just sitting in, sitting in the, uh, running into the, out of his office, and he goes, "Is it happening? Oh, it's happening! Oh man, it's happening!" Like we think we might hear the the we might get the release date for Squadron Forty Two. So if that happens, like mm -hmm. I kind of need to be there for, for yeah, it. Okay, it's like when it's like when like you needed to be there for when like Halo Infinite was first sure. announced. Mm -hmm. Like, it's one of those kind of deals. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh, well, we've got a couple songs on the way here. Uh, one of these was from our top 100 list this year. The other one is from an album that is new to the station, I think, but I feel like I've, I've heard this song before, uh, Heaven's Sword from Iron Attack. So that's also one that's going to be on our store right about now, actually. So uh, you can hear what that is and uh maybe check it out afterwards but we'll get into this first one here from rolling contact and we'll be right back on gensoki radio live number 124 
Soki Radio Live number 124 this evening. So Lunar and DMJ just chilling, just having a chill evening. Nothing about chili, nothing about bringing chili, although if you have chili, make sure you bring enough for everyone. Yes. All of our listeners bring out there. Bring enough. Yes. Who uh, and, just happen to and be if you're from... from... <laughs> no, go on. And if you're from Cincinnati, bring spaghetti as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. That is the thing. Who I was I was gonna segue into who just happened to be from these like these places. Um, yeah, countries and listeners. It's uh, we're close enough to the half. It's fifty five into the show. But all right, we've got AM twenty two. Arani can't find a remote. Oh, Arani, I'm so sorry you can't find that remote. That's hmm, okay. Uh, Chris one DMJ ETG HTF Cherno uh, Karaska Mister Guy Raiden Sabasama Terry Fail. That's that's a fun one. I I had to think about that for a second. Uh, mm-hmm. The Dratini Farmer and Woo Man. Look, I'm sure it makes it's like instant for you out there and DMJ over here who's just listening to me say it. But I have to read mm-hmm. these, right? It's okay. Well, whatever. We have to read so, these. It's beautiful. <laughs> did you did you do countries? Uh, we think you just did listeners. <sighs> you know, just let me do my thing. <laughs> Uh, Listen, I don't want a riot. In no particular order, we have people listening from Canada, Chile, Germany, Japan, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Russia, South Korea, Sweden, Switzerland, Thailand, Turkey, the UK, and the US. I guess that's, um, I guess that's alphabetical. All right, sure. It's in that order. Alphabetical. Yeah. By the way, DMJ, this is like the most country sounding part of this song. I don't know if you're listening to it right now. Oh, I'm listening. I don't. What's the <laughs> instrument called? Like it's they. You remember way back on Cartoon Network and like that one episode of Ed, Ed and Eddie, where oh yes, it's that it's that weird like honky whatever instrument. I, don't I know. know uh, I used to know the name of it too. I used to know yeah uh, the name, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And, uh-huh. Oh yeah, where you? <laughs> it's like it's like okay for people out there who don't know who have who are from a different country and don't know what I'm talking about. What essentially it is, I'm going to call it a table guitar because I don't know what else to describe it. It's, it's literally a, a guitar that's just built on a table. you got strings and then you play it with like a claw hand kind of motion, like a claw motion, and you have picks on your fingers and you play it like that. And it makes, it's, it makes like this, like if you think of country music, like, and I'm not talking about like, um, like Number six says it's country. called a steel guitar, or a slide, steel guitar, or a slide guitar. Slide guitar. Slide guitar sounds better. Hmm. I think slide guitar is the yeah. the term that I remember. Yeah, and as. and so the player will have this thing. I think it's usually it's on one of their fingers. I think where it's just a, it's almost like a, like a, like a hard plastic or metal cover. Basically, you lay it on one of the strings or like a group of strings, and you can slide it along the string so that it will change the frequency at which the string vibrates and that's why it goes you know like yeah it kind of acts like a bend uh-huh. like if you're playing like, yeah, yeah regular guitar it's like yeah. doing a bend or hitting a whammy exactly. it's really it's really it makes a really interesting sound and i have always found them fascinating mm-hmm. but it seems like modern I'm not getting into modern country music. <laughs> that just that just DMJ gets my blood talks about country on <laughs> for the it said, gets my blood said no one ever. Yeah. Oh gosh, like it's because like you don't people. It's it's hard for me to describe because 
like I'm a metal guy. Mm-hmm. I've been a metal guy, but I, I give all music a chance. Mm-hmm. But I I used to be a really big country fan when I was a kid. Like growing up, I, that's what played in my house all the time. And I don't know what happened, but like the the era from like 2002 all the way to 2008 absolutely just destroyed country music forever. Hmm. Like it's like it, like it's like I would I would go on I am I'm going on record now to say country music is going to die if it doesn't go back to its roots because it's just going to be absorbed by the pop. You know, you know I, he's actually not wrong though. Like if you think about it, yeah, it's, it's it's turned into something, and especially I think you mentioned this like a show or two ago where you were like, yeah, if you if you look at who was on like such and such awards show it's like the half the music isn't even actually country anymore yeah half the music is not even country anymore like like i think the smartest thing that anybody like mo like most country artists stick within the country bubble but don't make country music they just make pop with a southern twang Mm -hmm. the smartest thing anybody has done was taylor swift's jump from country to pop and i think that was the smartest career move any artist has ever made because if taylor swift stuck with country i'm sorry it would have been really bad for her career Mm. so i have i have this whole i have this whole thing about modern country music like all right. It's it's just this thing. Yeah. We got, speaking of music, we did something musically recently. We did. We did something called the Top 100 Toho Songs of the Year. It's something we've been doing every year since 2016, if you can believe it. That was a bit ago. But we had another one this uh, past year because that's, you know, like New Year's happens and it's like, all right, we got all the ratings from all the listeners. Um, it's 2023 everywhere, so we can start looking at 2022, which does make me think DMJ. If you mm-hmm. have seen like the number of uh, like like Spotify's Wrapped or like I was literally about to talk about iTunes this. like like all of these things that come out in December and I'm like guys we yes. have a whole month yes. left what are you doing we have a whole month left guys yeah there's there's like don't just cut it off in November because like the year doesn't end I mean I get it because. It's it's like an award, like the award show thing. There's a cutoff point for when things are considered a new release. Mm-hmm. Uh, video games do it, movies do it, music does it. Yeah. So you'll have but when at, it, at award shows, you'll have like games from previous years that technically haven't been up for an award yet, or like viable, or um, what's the like uh, applicable? There, there's a word I'm looking for. Anyway, yeah, you were saying, mm-hmm. but like. If you're just gonna copy what essentially is like a discount YouTube YouTube rap, which is or YouTube rewind, which is basically discount in and of itself, you're copying like copying Walmart brand stuff in your Dollar General. In my opinion, you if if you're gonna do that, it needs to be midnight, like January first hmm. of the of the next year, like literally just go from midnight to midnight and like yeah. that was the year because that's what uh, the, the, the definition of a year is because I'm going to tell you what my Spotify would have looked completely different 
Oh. If they if have, they released after December. Have you considered the implications of people loading up Christmas music uh, through platforms like Spotify and what that would do oh, to people's lists? Yeah, I did I not. Just, think I just about considered that. that. I did not. But at the same time, though. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just like my goodness, Mariah Carey is like in the top five every single year. I can't you know what? figure. <laughs> you know what? Let's. You know what? Maybe they should. You know what? Remember, people who listen to the meetup when we were talking about waiting songs based on that's where for though for seasonal music. Sure. Yeah. When it comes to your wrapped, mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, Mariah Carey at like way down the way down. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like that's don't all Christmas music is down there. It does not show up on my rap. It is not indicative of what I listen to. She persists entirely off of holiday music at this point. I love, I love the the meme of just like it's November, and it's just you have the image of Mariah Carey thawing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in an ice like cube, the, like like the caveman that's you know found in the Arctic or whatever. Like ah, we found it again this year. It's uh, it's like Groundhog Day or whatever, you know. <laughs> there's a, there's an old animation. We'll, we'll get to the top 100 in a minute. But there's this animation I I listen every I see pops up every time every November. Mm-hmm. It's on the clock, or actually no, it's not even November. It's like right after Halloween, and it's this this father and son. They're just sitting on a couch and they're watching TV, and he, you just hear the, the 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 father just go, "Shh, do you hear that?" He's like, "What's that, Dad?" Oh no! I'm gonna get that. Get the gun. Go get the gun. <laughs> you just see the kid. He's like running over. Like he's like, I don't know what's going on. They just get the gun. He's putting on his shirt, his jacket, and stuff. And they hand him a gun. And he's trying to like load it quickly. And you just see Mariah Carey just starting to rise, come out of the clouds, and Man. it starts like glowing. He's like, No, I can't get it loaded. And it starts again. He just starts melting. <laughs> like Frosty the Snowman over here. Yeah. <laughs> So, we did the top 100. We did. And I was actually really surprised by it. Yeah, so this year was a little bit different. I mean, obviously, we still had a number of uh, recurring songs, you know, fairly popular songs that people have enjoyed listening to over the years. Uh, you have your usual suspects, you know. Um, I think I think the only song that appeared every year and again this year is bad apple we're not going to tell you where it placed because that would be telling you can go look it up yourself uh because Here, I'm gonna, do you want me to post a link in general yeah well so we've got a couple things out there right we've got the premiere video that we have up on youtube that actually shows you a 20 second or less uh preview or clip of all 100 songs uh from 100 to 1 and then uh, along with that we also have a spreadsheet that i think dmj is going to link in general here and that gives you so like there's a there's a warning at the front page of that but number one's at the top of the list so if you don't want to know that you might want to just start scrolling down as soon as you go to the next page but um it's a good resource in case you want to like actually be able to like copy and paste text to look it up yourself or whatever uh in case Mm -hmm. you can't read those moon runes which uh now is a thing so that's um 
something that we've been doing pretty much every year. I think it, like back in 2016, 2017, it wasn't a video per se, but it was a uh, more of an image, like more of a like a chart, like a big yeah. image chart that I think we've never printed it out or anything. But like it's one of those things where it's high enough resolution you probably could. Uh, no, so like we transitioned into doing videos because we thought the idea of actually putting previews out there for people to like get a taste of what the song actually is. Uh, it was a good idea for a couple of reasons. You know, obviously, if you want to listen to more of that, you can find it on our station because that's how these got in that list in the first place is people listened to them and then they rated the songs afterwards. Uh, but then also you can, you know, it's left as an exercise to the listener at that point. If you want to go and find out where you can buy it or, if, you know, if it's on Spotify or if it's out there digitally, you can find it that way, too. So. Uh, so yeah, yeah it, just a little bit of a, I guess, a, almost a public service kind of that we do. Uh, although it wouldn't be possible to do these lists the way that we do without people listening to our station and rating songs. So uh, it is always yeah. it is always a big thank you. Thank you very much to all the people who listen and who rate songs throughout the year, because that's how these lists are put together. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting to see is... Um, in the spreadsheet, you can actually see where the uh, previous songs were ranked prior, if they were ranked prior in a year. Yep. And I'm looking at a lot of these, and um, man, it's just it seems like there is just a lot of newcomers. Yeah, so I mean, it, it kind of is that way. Uh, we had a lot of new music come in in 2022. So you have to kind of think back a little bit here. Music Box was finished, I think, either in 2022 or like in like sort of the back half of 2021. I don't entirely remember. I'd have to like go back and uh, search through the news articles to figure out exactly when we got that done. But I mentioned that because it's a huge part or it's a huge reason of why we're able to update our rotation more frequently. Like I just added, I think, four or five albums before the show tonight. Uh, to mm-hmm. to the station, they're not in the rotation yet. That work still has to be done, but they're available to be put into the rotation at this point. And that's something that we can do now that we just couldn't do with such uh, swiftness before. It's it was always a big ordeal. Like if we we got new music, it would sort of just pile up, and eventually we would get to it. And that basically meant that like it only got updated maybe once or twice a year. Uh, these time like these days with music box and that system uh, that we have we i don't know it's probably closer to half a dozen to a dozen you know somewhere in there uh just mm-hmm. much more frequently so anyway my point is that's the reason why we have a lot of new music available but also uh th- the way that we propagate that into the rotation is we try to get all of the songs that we have up uh on the station to have roughly equal uh play counts so say a song has played you know 15 times so far in the year and we have a new album that we're adding that new album and its songs will play a little bit more often just to catch up to to get to that play count so it's uh just an it's sort of an exercise in getting it so that all the songs that play on the station have a better chance of being rated 
And we did talk about sort of the particulars of that a little bit during last weekend's meetup, where, you know, should it be play count or should it be airtime? Uh, would that encourage more artists to have shorter duration songs as a result because those would play more often? Is that fair? We have a whole discussion on that uh, as part of meetup number 20, where we talked about it's what was titled 100 Ways to Do the Top 100 uh, Song Chart or Song List or something like that. Um, that one's not quite up yet as a podcast it will be probably this coming week i'm just a little behind because i've like i said at the very beginning of this episode i have a bunch of stuff that i'm working through to try to get done um like yeah so but it will will be out there yeah i kind of want to get into the list a little bit and more like talking about like the 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 counts of how many times somebody ranked on here and i thought this was really interesting because i'm looking through here and i see a lot of ones but i'm actually very kind of surprised by one specific circle Mm -hmm. based on other circles so uh mostly um looking here at how many times shibian records yeah shibian records (laughs) is always it it seems to be at least in recent years but also kind of just all the time uh has had a bunch of songs in the top 100 list and i think people genuinely enjoy shibian records it's a different Mm -hmm. sound you know like it's 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 fairly distinct oh yeah so yeah it is like to to make it more clear to folks who are just listening to this uh, episode it is it's over 10 percent of the songs in the top 100 list were made by one circle uh well <laughs> and then there's but here's another interesting uh, metric yeah out of all of the uh all the circles that have ranked five or more times in the uh in in the on the list and i find this really fascinating there's somebody punching well well higher than i expected but i feel like is well deserved yeah and that is violet delta yeah because ranking like okay to tell to list all the other circles that are also ranking high on this list that are five recurrences or higher alstermaria records Shibion, uh, Iosis, like that's those are giants mm-hmm. that Violent Delta is like slugging it out with. Yeah, and I find that awesome because Violent Delta makes great music, and I would go on go and kind of say like Violet. I'm not going to say like oh they're one to one comparisons, but like Violet Delta's vibe is the same vibe Shibion goes for, where it's like. Like where Violet Delta, at least the songs that are on the list, some of them are like the the vaporwave, chill kind of like future funk kind of deal. Where Shibian is kind of like this, like I would call it new disco, uh, kind mm-hmm. of like funk, new funk, this like vibe that they're not one to one, but they're like they're pretty much like distant cousins, and it's really cool to see Violet Delta, a group like Violet Delta being able to take take some slots from Chivion as well because I mean wow that's crazy yeah it really is so yeah I'm it's uh, I, I wish I could say more on like sort of the story of uh, 
of them, but I don't think I can. Um, yeah, it's just really cool that we have a bunch of music to, to have up from them. Um, we've obviously talked with them. They are pretty enthusiastic about getting more of their work up to be, you know, just out there and enjoyed by more people. And I think perhaps one of the really interesting parts about this is that, you know, like, what, at what point did DMJ start saying, man, I wish more circles or more artists made vaporwave-like music? And then... I've said that, I said that, and then it, it, it happened. <laughs> yeah, like, within probably a couple years, it, it happened. And it wasn't just, like, DJ Koishi's one-off or whatever, it was actually... You know, and I wouldn't really consider this vaporwave per se, but like it's definitely got sort of an <clears throat> aesthetic <A> vibe <laughs> to it. So, um, so like if that's the case, like hey, metalheads out there, let's make some sleep token like stuff. Let's make some stuff like dance, Gavin, dance. Let's go. I want that mixture of like pop and like getting heavy. Let's go. Yeah, man, <laughs> that'd be pretty neat. But. Um, something else, and I don't, I, I don't know if this is considered a spoiler because we talked about it on uh, in the we were talking about it in the premiere, and I'm not going to tell specifically where where they rank, mm-hmm. but there was a point where we were watching the premiere, and I'm just like, oh my, oh man, there's a lot of classics that are hitting the mid of the pack, like in the middle of the like middle of the of the the whole chart. It's like classic after classic after classic after classic back to back to back and it's just like what is the top of this list gonna look like wow yeah because what's interesting about that is like classics could be like songs that we are just we hear and we think about them having just been around for a long time or think like how many songs iosis has and things like that which again like dmj mentioned was one of like the top three or four circles in terms of the frequency of songs that appeared in this list. Mm-hmm. So you have you have a bunch of songs that you know, from circles that have been around for a long time, um, and yeah, um, I'm also thinking about something that's in the top ten, and it's like, wow, I haven't heard this song in a long time. I'm really surprised it got here. I know, it's so wild that it's like that's the case, and like. The songs that we're talking about are not like, oh, these are like, you know, community classics too. Like these are classics that have been on our station for like ever. One of them in particular that I'm looking at here, it's like I have listened to that song probably a, an unhealthy amount of times, <laughs> and it ranked there. Oh boy, and I've been listening to that song since like 2012, 2013, you know? It's just like, ah, oh, man, that is just, it's so crazy to look at this list and see where everybody's hitting. And here's the other thing I was actually really surprised of, and we talked about this. Uh, how much, con- like, I'm starting to see where uh, people who are listening to metal music are what they're rating. And I seem very surprised about how much power metal is up there it seems like power metal is a very universal genre is kind of like i really? call it hmm. a lot of iron yeah a lot of iron attack was on here i've seen there was some riverside um but how would i put it power metal is very universal in the music world because in the metal space this is a little meta here 
to kind of when we're talking about metal power metal is not in when you're talking specifically the metal scene it's popular because it's popular with people outside of the metal community as well think of uh, bands like dragon force uh bands like epica uh uh, what's the other one I'm trying to think of off the top of my head? Uh, those are the two that come off my head. Epica got super popular for their cover of uh, Crimson. I think it's called Crimson Arrows. Whatever the the, the oh, they did a whole album which was covering the music from uh, Attack on Titan. Oh wow! Okay. And yeah, it's actually wild. These guys are like like it's an Epica for people who don't know. It's a f- band that plays with a full ensemble orchestra. Mm. So. Like they have a huge orchestra behind them, and it's just insane to watch. Um, oh, sh- uh, Sabaton—that's the other one I was thinking of. Uh, Everybody listens to Sabaton. Yeah, sure. So, but in the music world, it's like power metal is popular because everybody listens to power metal but when you bring up power metal it's not like they're the guy's number one choice that they Mm -hmm. can pick or when you're talking with somebody who's like uh like really in the death court like they'll be like oh yeah i recognize yoakim from sabaton or i recognize uh the herman lee from dragon forces being like a real og because they've been doing they've been in the scene for like ever i remember i was listening to epica like early high school i was listening to sabaton college and i didn't even know that it was sabaton it's like war metal cool but what's really interesting is how universal that same sentiment within the metal community translates to outside because you do see a lot of people who maybe aren't into metal but totally vibe to uh, Iron Attack or Demi Tori mm-hmm. or you know they they because it, it, it's a vibe it's 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 a, it's blood pumping music it's great okay um, I just I just want to so we've been talking a little bit about Iron Attack I, I just want to well, put out there like if you look into Iron Attack Iron Chino and everyone else who uh, is part of hold on is that is that right I have to look it up. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, it is. So, Iron Attack. Um, if you look at kind of like what they've done, mm-hmm. you know, the music they put out is one thing, but what was it? Some number of years ago, obviously before the pandemic, uh, they had sort of a world tour thing. Um, there was, I think, I remember there was a tweet from one of them who was like, yeah, we're in Australia now. And they meant to say Austria. So I like pointed it out to them. They're like, ah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, we're in Austria. Got it. Thanks. Um, but my, my point is like I remember like they have some some pretty neat promo videos they're just like really short videos of them like just around like walking around in, in the world in different countries and stuff and every now and then you'll have a little like concert clip or like some you know like they're on some stage they've got some people around like think about like they're in some mall stage in Europe and they had a bunch of people like just really into it uh i there was one clip in particular where it's like one of the band member uh, one of the band members is talking to this like random like i don't like middle-aged european woman or something and it's just like okay so she yeah i don't even know if she knows what toho is but does it really matter at this point like it's just enjoyable music it's 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 and that's the weird part about when you listen to power metal because power metal not only is it what i would call uh 
easier to, easier on the average listener's ears versus like the stuff I listen to. But also the same talent level is there. Mm-hmm. So like you got the solos, you have the 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 technical expertise on guitar. Uh, you have the same techniques that you would be doing in deathcore on the drums. I mean, if you were um, a really good um, a really good uh, game uh, that's out there. Actually, it's not out there anymore. Oh, I just remembered. But um, if you ever look up the game Fuser, um, the game Fuser has. It's kind of like how Guitar Hero has different splits. Uh, you split the guitar, you split the drums, you split the vocals, and you, then you can play each one individually. Well, what Fuser does is kind of mix that all up, and you get to actually make your own mashups. Mm. And a really interesting thing to do, and I, I liked listening to this, is going in and pulling the individual parts out of different genres of metal, and just listening to how they stack up individually. And if you listen to drum tracks in particular, there's no difference between listening to like, uh, uh, what was it? The, the violation from uh, Cattle Decap, I think that's who it is, on uh, Rock Band 2 and Dragon Forts Through the Fire and Flames. Same drums. Like, it's really crazy. The same techniques are there. You've got your double bass kicks. You have, like, really crazy, intense, like, parts where you're doing gravity blasts and all this stuff in a Dragon Force song. But then you apply it to, like, a mashup and it gets really funny. But it's the talent level, I think, is what draws people in. And that's why I think Iron Attack also rates very high because people listening to it is like man this is really good this guy knows what he's doing and that's just the way i kind of like view that thing and the same thing i was thinking about the other day with uh iron attack was they also if you go through their discography i don't think any of these songs are ranked uh but there's like they used to do like toho mixed with iron maiden and that's a lot of people love iron maiden still yeah um, one other thing I want to point out is, and I think we brought this up, is there was a lot of bossa nova. A lot of the tracks that we are that are we play during our talking segments also ranked. Yeah, on this so list. that was a comment that someone made during the premiere too. Is that we had a lot of songs with sort of a more of a jazz type feel to them. Like you know, there's what's playing now. Uh, you've got stuff from the Toho Bossa Nova series. Um, there was a su- just a surprising amount of that, like a lot of stuff that we actually have just playing in between. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of interesting to see. And I and I, I know that those tracks come up in the day to day, and yeah. I feel like they're they're part listening. of the regular rotation too. So, and I and I like the this uh, knowing that like you know these albums, especially I love the Cafe de Toho albums, mm-hmm. like. Oh boy, they are just delightful just to, to listen to. And, and I think I made this comment during the premiere. It sounds like what a lot would when, when I at least when I hear this, um, a lot of people just like throw the station on in the background and that's just like their their what I would call movie music. It's just the music that plays in their day-to-day life. It's just yeah. this delightful jazz. And yeah. it's it's cozy. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, true. All right. We have a couple of songs to hop into here. Uh, one thing we didn't mention was that uh, 
the seismics had a pretty decent showing of stuff uh, on the list as well. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. At least a couple things from uh, their album Haunted House, but also something from, I think it's Amaterasu Records, uh, Tear Rain showed up in the list as well. So I'm going to go ahead yeah. and cue that one up here. After that, we've got something from <laughs> none other than Shiba Yan, because, you know, <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll be back in just a little bit here in Gensokurity Alive, number 124.
here in Gensoki Radio Live, number 124 this evening. Lunar Spotlight DMJ 654 is here making soup. What are you making? I am making soup soup. And uh. I'm going to be making slow cooker soup. Mm. There's, uh, for those Reddit users out there who frequent the recipe side of things, I'm making the soup tonight. I've never made it before, and I'm making the soup. It must be pretty... The? The. Okay, so there's a recipe that's trending on Reddit, and it's like this chicken tortellini soup. It's like got tomatoes and heavy cream and all this other stuff. Mm. I think it's also got spinach. And it is taken reddit by fire to the point where r slash slow cooking just literally calls it the soup and then like the other this is like like back in november and i've been like kind of slowly watching this recipe and i looked at reddit like a week two weeks ago and when you're on reddit on mobile and you hit the search button and you just don't type anything you just look at the bottom it shows you the top trending things on reddit and one of them was the soup i've never seen a recipe make it to that section ever so i'm like this has to be so good yeah that it it made it up there and then i go back to r slash so cooking and all i see is like an entire like two weeks everybody was making the soup and posting pictures of the soup I'm like okay i guess i gotta make the soup <laughs> yeah huh well if you uh do make the soup let us know how it goes i will and also uh, make sure you make enough for everyone i will make enough i will make everybody gets a bowl <laughs> cool very cool i'm actually all right so um you took a look at this before the show this evening. We don't really have like any new Steam games out. Yeah, I went on there. I do what we normally do, which is type in the words Toho <laughs> and then go sort by release date. Yeah, and I, there has actually been nothing released since the last show on Steam. Interesting. Well, that's not super unusual. Let's take a couple things into account here. One, holiday mm-hmm. season, so that covered a lot of December. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, Lunar New Year, which is, you know, like now, recent, pretty much. Uh, and that's significant because I've mentioned it before, but a lot of the developers are probably Chinese. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? It seems like every other game or every other fan game on Steam uh, is from a Chinese developer, it seems like. That, mm-hmm. may not, that may not be entirely accurate, but there's quite a few out there that are, you know, not available in English and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And... But I also am, like, thinking to myself, you know, I mean, it's, of course, Steam games under a specific tag releasing on Steam. I mean, it happens uh, all the time that, you know, games just don't get, there's no new games. I mean, it's not like we're a generalized genre. But I do find it very uh, interesting to see that uh, currently, if I go under... User reviews. Yum. Uh, there's also a lot of meme games that are always at the top. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Like man, so, it was st- someone I saw someone just the other day playing. It's the it's like twenty questions with Oku, but Satori has to figure out if Oku is like telling the truth or not. 
Exactly. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Someone, someone, somebody out there knows uh, the title exactly. Know exactly um, what I'm talking about. But yeah, um, someone was playing that the other day. Uh, last month we talked with uh, Ponderful, who was playing a Fumo racing game. I mean, oh yeah, we still need to get on that. We Fumo do. Racing. We haven't actually tried that yet. Uh, we need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what we should do. Like for like a Monday game. It's just just yeah. It doesn't does it have online? Um, I don't think so. But we could do oh. it. Like there there are some ways that you can do local multiplayer um okay there, there, there are ways to do it there are ways to do it because that would be that would be fun okay because right now the halo uh the halo community is in shambles um, I, you know i heard about that a little bit um tell us more at the risk of you know spending the rest of the show doing this oh oh gosh oh it's it's actually rough and things have changed over the past couple days um so 75 members of 343 have been let go. Uh, Joe Staten has left, <laughs> which he's he's he made Halo 2 and ODST. He basically wrote those games and he's gone. The campaign team was completely gutted. Uh, according to uh, now, uh, now there have been leaks and there has been uh corroborated leaks uh by jason schreier people who don't know jason schreier he's like an amazing video game journalist uh and i literally trust anybody he talks to with implicit trust because mm, okay. he is he is that well respected all right um he said that oh well the the campaign is still happening there's still going to be campaign dlc for infinite but right now it's halted because there was none being worked on, even though we've been told for like months that we've that they are currently working on the campaign DLC. It was never started. Um, mm, wow. Yeah, and then the big bomb dropped last night. Three four three is no longer going to be actively developing Halo. Uh, they are now going to be in a managerial point of view and they're going to bring other studios in to work on halo content uh multiplayer will still be handled by them okay uh but it seems like the campaign side of things have now shifted over to uh other companies within microsoft that are coming in i'm assuming certain infinity is involved certain infinity is involved uh probably assemble studios involved um it's it's a really bad time and this isn't like and what i'm talking about is like this really like bigger thing that happened because um i don't know if, did you follow the whole story all the way up to microsoft cutting ten thousand jobs i mean i've seen a lot of articles like that recently so it's hard to really keep up with uh exactly who's doing what well the microsoft one makes is actually very eerie mm. and very terrifying because the same in literally the same breath that they said we're letting go of these jobs these people are being let go their livelihoods are destroyed whatever they then in the same breath says we are investing like 10 billion dollars in ai which it, yeah that tells us where they're going they're automating these jobs like development like active like all the jobs that were let go are on the game side of things it was like narrative teams it was uh like like at gameplay development people 
like heads of game development like hmm. i think they're gonna they're like every and this is being corroborated by a lot of people it seems like they're gonna automate all these jobs so like we're gonna see like ai making code we're gonna be seeing ai making scripts so we're gonna be seeing ai doing like the very heavy lifting and we're gonna see bare bones crews which makes me kind of scared for people who are who got into these jobs because they thought it was going to be future proof like oh everybody's going to need somebody to code everybody's going to need somebody writing scripts and it's going to end up being like nah you're going to be you're going to be replaced by the same robots that were people were scared of back when robots started entering the manufacturing space you know mm-hmm. it's like that scene in uh in the in really in the, the new Willy Wonka not the old one uh where they were talking where you have uh one of the the fathers who worked at a toothpaste factory his job was being replaced by robots and he got fired and that's why they were poor yeah (laughs) like you know and this is very rough but like on the 343 side of things like the fact that kelly gay one of the people that write uh the halo novels had to come out and says as far as i know right now the book is still a go but i mean how could you write the book when the narrative isn't finished? I mean, we were left on a major cliffhanger at the end of Halo Infinite, and it's kind of weird. The fact that we're kind of going into this like unknown where it's like, okay, so 343 is no longer actively making Halo. What does that mean for everything? Right. <laughs> like, it's 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 wild it's like it's like if someday this is like if zun just straight up just like i am no longer making toho i am going to be outsourcing it to a bunch of other teams who have very little uh knowledge of what's going on and i'm not saying that certain affinity or simple don't have very little knowledge they're very capable i've seen what they can do but it's just like Zun just like just handed it off to like Tasfero and other companies that he's worked with and be like, you guys are making now the the narrative going forward. And I am just going to sit here and make sure that it is uh kosher, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, there there is Okay, that that parallel works or that example works in a lot of cases. Toho is probably not the best example to use for because there's this whole thing like there's a big difference between you know big giant corporations that want to quote unquote outsource their work to Mm -hmm. a machine and people who are doing something in a creative space like for example zune making the toho series or whatever like there are even other people making fan games like it's just uh, they're one's making one's trying to make money and the other's one trying to just do something creative, which oh. also brings in money. Sure, but like the creativity wow. is such a big part of it that uh, the, yeah. The narrative that also because there's a lot of people speaking out about what was going on, and I have learned a lot about Microsoft's corporate policies, and it is oh man, no wonder. I I fear every release from a Microsoft gaming from a game studio going forward at this point. Um, Because if you don't know, 
this is Microsoft corporate policy. This is not Xbox Game Studios policy. This is not 343. This is Microsoft same people that make Windows policy. If you're a contract worker, your contract is only for a, like, I think it's like 18 months. I mean, and then you're done. Isn't that just going to be variable? Also, you have to realize that Nano's been a contractor for more than well, that. Yeah. So. Well, I'm mean, we're talking about like if you're bringing in a whole studio. Sure. Like a whole studio, not like a, not like an individual. Like a, you're contracting out to a different studio. Yeah. When we get to Halo Infinite eventually, and we go through that credit sequence, the amount of contract studios that are on there is about as long as the rest of the credits. We got to remember, dev cycle for most games are six years. If you're contracting things out in 18 months intervals, and then after 18 months you're being like, "All right, you're done. Next up." How is the person next up supposed to know what's going on? Because now they got to spend a couple months learning what was the previous contractor did, and finish what they were doing. Yeah, there is, you know, things like ramp up, ram down, handover. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all overhead, and it's all, frankly, usually a mess. So now imagining that happening every every 18 months over a six-year six period, and yeah. you're expected to release a finished product that functions and people would be happy about. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. I just, as an... As a primarily independent developer, like web developer and that kind of thing, I have a difficult time really seeing how that's supposed to be practical in any sense, other than like leadership trying to figure out who is capable or who can do their vision better or, or something like that. Because c- clearly it's not the developers who are making the decisions or who like, it wasn't their idea, they're just doing the work and being paid for it in a simple sense mm-hmm. and someone else has the vision but like as an independent developer web developer not game developer mm-hmm. uh you know if i if i say like i want to change this thing about the website or if i want to add a new page or a new feature or like people have feedback mm-hmm. or i need to you know f- fix a region or add a new one or something like just whatever it is like it me it me it me it me it me like mm-hmm. I, there is no one to go through and also i don't risk losing me as a developer because it me you get what i'm saying yeah it's it's this weird and what a lot of people are talking about is like oh we all know microsoft is preparing for a recession we're all going into recession we know it's gonna happen it's coming it's scary but at the same time it's just like they say they had no warning this just happened this is like this happened in like you went to bed, you were cozy, you woke up, the world is on fire, and it's ending. That's basically what it was like. It's like you you are you got hit by a flashbang. Yeah. While everything was normal, well, and I mean, it's it's in, rough. Term, in terms of just employment in the tech space, a lot of uh, a lot of people have seen that sort of sudden uh, action. And I'm, I'm not going to mm-hmm. name names. There are a lot of examples yeah. out there, but like, yeah, it's just not super great. And also, as someone who is graduating in early May uh, this year, 
mm-hmm. with a computer information systems degree, I wonder where I'm gonna go. I wonder what's out there. I wonder who's gonna be hiring. Now, obviously, the last couple of years have been super weird on this front. Like, there was a period where employers were trying to find people, but they couldn't because no one wanted to work or whatever. And then there was a period where, like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, workers just weren't satisfied with what they were getting paid or whatever. Mm-hmm. But tech has been this weird thing that has just sort of been, you know, conglomerate, monolithic, just so many people work for these companies, you know, Google, Facebook, Amazon, etc., that it's uh, just, you know, our... Man. Actually, there was one example fairly recently. It was like, it was a company that you didn't, you wouldn't really think on the surface would need this many employees, but like they let go, I don't know, like five to 10% of their workforce ended up being three to four digit numbers of people being let go and i'm in my mind i'm just kind of like do you what are those what do those people actually do like i I get that it's a fairly large company i'm not gonna say which one but like just from a practical standpoint what do they actually do are they all customer support do they work in a call center are they all developers or some of them qa or is some like is there just like a giant pile of middle management that's sort of in between everything i just i I can't like the only way it makes sense is if you have like an immense number of active projects happening Mm -hmm. for all those people to to do something with like what how why do you need so many people for this thing so i just in in some cases like downsizing i think just in my mind is almost makes it more practical if they if there aren't actually that many uh, active projects but at the same at the same time though you, you know it, it's obviously just this huge shift that we all kind of have to navigate myself oh, included because i'm gonna be looking for a job most likely in the next six months so and i'm not gonna get into the whole like the day what happened the day before all this happened because that's a whole nother can of words i don't want to get into i mean it's eight o'clock we gotta end the show and that's gonna just make me incredibly angry but i personally believe that what's going on at that going on at xbox game studios at 343 and particularly at microsoft is that there's a leadership problem and there's going i i do think we're about to i I talked about this with somebody yesterday especially with all the stuff that is currently going on in france um that's wild um i don't because like we were talking about ubisoft games and i'm like oh yeah no between what's currently going on in the gaming industry and what's going on in france like the 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 the, the unionization of uh, game developers is going to happen, but before that happens, we're going to hit a. Uh, we're about to witness uh, the second video game crash. I think, like we're, we're gonna we're gonna be getting into uh, what happened in the late eighties, the early or sorry the early eighties when it came to video games. We're gonna see that again. It's gonna be bad. Oh boy! <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah, so you are correct. We have uh, we're in the last uh, five minutes or less of this show, just because we did start a little bit later this evening. But uh, we have some last minute things to cover insofar as the station and stuff. So I did mention earlier that we've got a 
coupon out there for items on our store. If you don't know, we have a whole bunch of music that you can get from circles that you have likely heard of. You know, circles like 38 Beats, Alice Music, Clockworks Tracer, East New Sound, Iron Attack, Lilac Records, um, Poplica, Sound Cyclone, Sirufit, Sync Arts, um, Tokyo Active Needs, Yumi Sakata, of course, we work with them with uh, the album that we have out there, Yuhei Satellite. Um, Yeah, and more is on the way. The point of this is to get it out there, to get more stuff out there for folks to have just easier access to getting their hands on some of this music that we all enjoy. And also, you know, helping to support the artists in the process. Now, and don't, yeah, go ahead. And don't forget, we have a coupon code going on right now. Yeah, so that's going to be <laughs> Top 2022. It's in sort of celebration of our recent release of the Top 100 list of 2022. That is TOP2022. That's the coupon code. It should be active until the end of day tomorrow. So there you go. Uh, of course, you can all you can use that for most things up there. You can you know grab a t-shirt, a hoodie, or whatever. Uh, it's all good as well. You know, actually, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but we have our Gensoki Radio coffee mugs up there once again. Uh, I myself am using the stealth version of the Gensoki Radio coffee mug. You know what makes it stealth, DMJ? What makes it stealth? Because it doesn't have the logo on it. It's just oh, a plain yeah. black mug. I... See, here's the Whoa. thing. Here's the thing. If you if you don't read the page and. Uh, you're, you're like my parents, right? I gave them a mug like years ago mm-hmm. um, and they wash it in the dishwasher because that's just what they do with all their dishwasher or their, their dishes. dishes. Uh, and yeah, over over time, you know, heat and things gets to it and it will peel off. It's not permanent. It's not like sublimated into the, the mug surface uh, like some designs are. I kind of wish, you know, I, I think our next one probably would be something like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so th- these are on like super clearance, like super sale. They're like six bucks or something. They were originally 14. Mm-hmm. So like more than 50% off. Um, you mm-hmm. can grab one, but also make sure you wash it by hand. Please don't put in the don't put in the dishwasher. I sent a complimentary one out like earlier this week to someone who unfortunately didn't read that part of the store page. Uh, but I didn't make anything on that sale. Then I just wanted to do something nice. So uh, please don't wash it in the, wash it in the dishwasher. Wash it by hand. And uh, I'm currently actually drinking water out of my one-off uh, Lunar Tech Tips water bottle. Hey. Yeah, so man, if we had like, if we actually did sell things in person at uh, Toho Fest in April, mm-hmm. I would want to bring the bottles just because that, you know, it's a good opportunity to do something like that. You know, maybe we'll do something special uh, with, you know, around that time, but it just will be on our store instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will see. Yeah, um, if you don't know, I've still got like, I don't know, somewhere between 10 and 15 water bottles uh, that it is just mm-hmm. they've been sitting around kind of like the mugs uh, that have been sitting around all this time that we haven't uh, been shipping out mm-hmm. um, what else uh, there was something else I was going to mention here let me just double check this thing uh, obviously yeah we've got we still got our indigo shirts out there those are I think probably one of the newest items out there uh, indigo if you don't know is a membership program you can help support the station uh, developments of uh, multiple things, obviously, like the station infrastructure itself, but also just help us with sort of future pro- uh, projects and things. Uh, we are 
it's the that is also helping us sort of fund some of the things that we're going to be bringing along to Toho Fest in April. So uh, big thanks to folks out there who are doing that. Um, it is you get access to basically our best quality audio stream. It's uh, lossless streaming, and anything who or any of the songs that are available losslessly in our library will meet your ears in that same quality. So it is as if you are listening to the CD itself. Um, obviously, that's us, but uh, if you had to pick between supporting us or grabbing a CD, please grab a CD. If not from our store, then from s- somewhere else. Just support the artists. That's the kind of the number one thing we're trying to do with our station, you know, get the word out there. Which, oh, by the way, I need to mention this because I told him I'd say this, but uh, your boy Matoy recently published a, a new album. So he's got that Ooh. out there on Bandcamp. And I, I didn't have time to ingest it for the show this evening, but it is available out there. You can preview some of the tracks probably uh, either on that page or on YouTube because he's got a channel out there too. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure I got that out there to folks. So yeah, um, obviously we've got uh, more stuff on the way for the store. We've got more plans in the works for, you know, kind of preparing for Toho Fest in April. And we hope that we'll be able to see some of you out there. We're going to be saying this a number of times between then and now, but Uh yeah. Um, And if you've got some, I don't know, if you got like a, like a, light bulb moment some really great idea something that you want us to bring along or have there or something you think would be cool for our booth setup because this is our first booth we're not i'm not going to claim it's going to be something that's well put together i just want it to be decent for our first one and be able to do our show on location and have some fun you know that's really the point of uh, us being out there is to be able to meet up with people and do the music thing as it were so but obviously like i said I, cost money and stuff so um yeah mm-hmm. any like indigo getting something from our store all of that helps a bunch uh and i super appreciate anyone who can go the extra mile and uh, support in that way so any other notes from you dmj before we conclude for the evening uh nothing really right now how's that soup going uh, I have not started it yet. I actually uh, was waiting till after the show because I got to saute a bunch of stuff. Yeah, fair enough. All right. I, I expect to hear more about this. And if your soup mysteriously turns into chili for some weird reason, uh, uh-huh. I'd love to hear about all of that later uh, in the next time that we meet, either the meetup or the next live show. So, yeah, um, we've got a couple of guests lined up for the next two to three months. Um, March or April might sort of flip-flop, but uh, next month we should have... Uh, a couple of familiar voices around here and uh, we'll be happy to talk with them again so yeah until the next one this is Gensou Security Live number 124 for uh I can't I can talk for DMJ and myself Lunar thanks for tuning in this evening and we'll talk to you next time till then